Hello, my name is Yen, and this is the second episode of、um, Living Alone Together. Welcome. So this is、um, the second week of doing the podcast. Last week I upload I uploaded my very first episode, and I thought、uh, no one would listen to it. It's just for me. It's just a public journal for me. And、uh, surprisingly, actually. Three people downloaded the podcast.、Um, one from the U.S., one from Germany, and one from Singapore. So, well, I guess thank you very much to to these people. Even though you might not have listened to the whole thing or not even listened to it, but in in any case, you made、uh, you made me feel not too alone in the whole thing. <laughs> so,、um, I'll still be uploading. I think every at least once every week, although. Last time it was eight eight days ago. Oops. In any case, so this week nothing big has really happened. I guess the only thing that was substantial、um, that happened to me was getting the vaccine. So、um, I was super nervous before getting it. I was even a bit reluctant about getting it because, as you know, I live in Taiwan, and in Taiwan we don't have that many cases, and I feel like. The risk of、uh, getting the vaccine would be higher. Sort of the the risk of having a very adverse side effect would be higher than getting the COVID. So、um, I was super scared. I was super nervous.、Um, in any case, I got it and I've been fine、um, ever since. So I don't have that much to say about the vaccine itself. However, I was thinking that. This could be what the philosopher L. A. Paul calls a transformative experience. So the philosopher she compared having a child to、um, becoming a vampire. So to more to be more precisely, she says that the experience of becoming a parent is very very similar to. What she imagines to be the experience of becoming a vampire. So before, when you're still a human being,、um, you would be curious about the life of a vampire. You would somehow、uh, be proud that you're a human and not quote unquote yet a, a vampire. But then once you become a vampire, you will be super proud that you made the decision to become a vampire and that you have all of these super Powers that you never had when you were a human, and you would never go back. Something like that. So that your entire world of the view of the world would change once you become a, a vampire. And she says that becoming a parent is very similar to becoming a vampire because,、um, in the sense that, in the sense that a lot of the research you do before you actually become a parent. Um, could be futile in a way, right?、Um, she was saying that I think she's trying to argue that don't try to make your decision of whether or not to be a parent by doing a lot of research,、um, because and and don't judge your experience of being a parent when you're actually a Parent, something like that. So she's trying to make the claim, I think, that for transformative experiences, our、uh, information is never 
sufficient, and it's not gonna be, uh, I guess, objective for any kind of evaluation, something like that. Because I think she was using the the example of becoming parents. She said, she said something like, um, you know, a lot of objectively speaking, uh, people who become parents actually are less happy than their counterparts, um, and yet. We often hear parents saying that you know, if I had to make the choice choice again, I would still be par- become a parent. I would still have my child. Uh, my life, I couldn't imagine my life without my child, and I cannot go back. Things like that. And so, and then they they think that their life is more complete when um once they actually become parent. And yet she claims this is not very objective because statistics says say that. Uh, people who become parents are not necessarily happier according to the metrics. So, um, same with the vampire thing. She says that I think you know once you become a vampire, your life is qualitatively different from from a human being. And so, in in a way, we cannot really compare these two lives and particularly you shouldn't be uh, making a decision about becoming a vampire based on your perspective of being a human so you shouldn't be making a decision of becoming a parent based on the perspective of a non-parent at this point so i was thinking of course i think i have to reread that that part of the uh, of the book but I think the vaccination situation is a little bit like that. I think I'm not. Sh- I don't think um, LA poll actually has this as a criteria for for determining if something is transformative of, or or not. I don't remember the key criteria for for uh, something to be a transformative experience. Mm, but I think, in a way, the vaccination situation, at least in Taiwan, I feel like it's a really it's a decision that's almost like uh, whether or not I should become, I should have a child. Um, <laughs> it has been so politicized, and um, you know whether or not I should get the vaccine, what kind of vaccine I should get, the first dose or the, and the second dose. I think all of these issues bundled together, it's sort of like quote unquote, it's it's literally a life or death matter kind of thing. And <laughs> um, to a lot of people, this is the most important issue they have for their personal life so far, right? When should I get it? What should I get? Or should I get it at all? Um, if I'm of this age or that age, if I'm a female or like a, or a man, uh, what should I consider? I, I think some people act, um, are treating this very are looking at this in a very serious way and they're very anxious about whether or not to get it and a lot of people are doing a lot of analyses about the amount of coverage needed, blah, blah, blah. So the point is, the point is, I think this decision has become a really um, um, important one to a lot of people and um, to to a certain extent, I think the weight of this decision is almost like it's it's uh so hefty like that it's almost like deciding whether or not you should have a child or something like that in any case maybe i'm exaggerating but at least personally i did feel a lot of pressure to get vaccinated and um i did think that this is something i have to resolve mentally and i have to 
make the dish decision once and for all. And I think, you know, I'm not a parent and I don't intend on becoming one. I'm not interested in having children, but I, I suspect that some parents become they became parents partially because of this thing. Where they feel like this is something they just have to get away, like to get over with. Just like me getting the vaccine. I mean, getting the vaccine is definitely not、um, a comfortable, physically comfortable experience.、Um, personally, I was okay. I had a slight fever after getting it, but、um, you know, I drank a lot of water. I followed a, a bunch of advice <laughs> on how to how to prepare yourself, how to prepare your body for the vaccine. So I didn't really feel that uncomfortable after、um, the vaccine, but I know that a lot of people was super felt super super uncomfortable after the vaccine. So I can I can see how、um, people are reluctant to get to 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 get it because it's just they have to take one or two days off work, etc. etc. So in any case, I suspect that. Although I don't think the philosopher L.A. Paul would agree, but I think this kind of decision-making process is very similar. Maybe、um, not as big a decision as it is, but is very similar to deciding whether or not you should get, you should have a child. I think because the trend of the world or the general、um, what what generally happens in a society is that people. When they reach a certain age, they have children, right? And so it becomes this sort of almost natural thing to do. And yet, we all know that you gotta have a lot of preparation mentally and financially and all that before you actually have a child, at least before your first child, right? And、um, you would need to do a lot of research.、Uh, sorry, a lot of research on parenting, on pregnancy, maybe if you're a woman and. Maybe on just long-term planning. Of course, yes. As I said, as I said, this is a much bigger decision than getting vaccinated. But、um, to a certain extent, I think they are parallel to each other. I think, right? So after, I think most of the parents who actually did decide to do that, they. Are、uh, I do know that people say things like, "Yeah, I would never go back to my previous life. I could not imagine my life without my my kids."、Um, and I think they would express some sort of content, satisfaction, even though it's really tiring in the beginning and all that. So I think <laughs> it's sort of similar to getting the vaccine. I suspect, as I say, I, I, as I said, I never、um, had any child, so <laughs> I don't know what it's、uh, actually going to be like. So, so for me, at, at this stage, I'm feeling glad that I got the vaccine, not just because of some definite, like some obvious benefits. It has, but more because that I can stop thinking about it. I think that's the biggest benefit for me personally、um, to get the vaccine. Because in in Taiwan, our cases we only have like twenty cases per day in the entire country、um, of twenty three million. So I mean, honestly, I'm not really scared of getting the COVID、um, itself. So so to me, the benefit of getting the vaccine is really on the mental side, where I can stop thinking about it, stop feeling guilty for not. 
um, getting the vaccine and stop feeling that I'm so selfish. Although, you know what? I don't mind being seen as selfish. Um, but in any case, I suspect that this whole thinking process may be similar to people getting uh, becoming parents because I suspect that a lot of people actually um, have to face a lot of pa- uh, pressure either implicitly or explicitly and you know um, sometimes they are harassed by their family by their by their relatives or by just their colleagues in society in society in general hey how are you thinking of getting a child it sounds so similar to people greeting each other nowadays they're like hey did you did you get uh, your vaccine did you uh, <laughs> did you which brand did you choose and all that so um anyway it's just my suspicion and i can't believe it's being wow twin 12 minutes or something um <laughs> you know i could go on and on i could i could just have a whole episode dedicated dedicated to um childbearing and child rearing even though i have none um but um I don't want to do that today. So let's move on. Let's stop talking about the uh, vaccine and um, becoming a parent and vampires and all that. But uh, by the way, I do highly recommend the book. I think it's called Transformative Experience. I think that's the title. Um, in any case, the, the um, author is a philosopher called L.A. Paul. Um, I think she used to be a metaphysics philosopher uh, philosopher and the the book transformative experience is more of a i think it's not it's more for the public in a, in a sense uh let me look it up i think it's transform i think the title is transformative experience i hope i'm not mistaken um experience yeah it is called transformative experience it's a really quick read it's about 170 pages or so and she uses a lot of examples um to sort of to tell you which experiences are transformative and which are more like a regular day-to-day experience um (laughs) so i recommend the book um so now back to the other thing i would have been thinking about recently so um i'm sorry that i do have to mention the covid uh, the the pandemic i mean but i'm not going to talk about the pandemic directly it's just about what i felt towards all the restrictions and all the uh sort of health passes that we've got to use um throughout this pandemic um so at least in our country, we have to scan a lot of codes before we enter any shop. Um, and obviously, we need to wear our mask in the public. And um, so there are a lot of restrictions going on, right? And I've been thinking, you know, um, I was initially very unhappy with the with the prospect of having vaccine passport kind of thing or health pass as they're using in France um but then I was thinking you know if we can do this on on a country to country scale why can we do this on an individual to individual scale now let me explain myself what I mean by that is that 
I'm trying to do an analogy, basically, right? Because when you walk on the streets, or when you are in your living room and you have your computer or your、um, cell phone turned on, in a sense, you are granting free access to anyone who wants to talk to you or communicate with you. I was thinking that there really isn't a an messaging a messaging app or some sort of email consort that's com- that works like a、um, like a visa or that requires some sort of visa before you can communicate with another person. Let me explain what I mean by that. So、um, so for example, let's say we use、uh, Telegram or.、Um, Or other messaging apps. I don't know what, like WhatsApp or, or Facebook or something like that, right? And and、um, I think what most of these apps have in common is that yeah, you can you first of all you add the other person, right? And then once you add the other person, they sort of they can they they can just talk to you, right? And then. If you're not happy with how things are going between you, you can block them. I think that's the general mechanism, and so it doesn't matter the detail. The idea is that yet、yeah, you you ask another person for access,、um, what you you exchange your your ID or whatnot, and then、um, and then it's assumed that once you Like once the IDs are exchanged,、um, you could just message the person whenever and until until it becomes unbearable or you you guys are going to fight, then the one of one of you could block the other person so that、um, you don't get their messages. Right?、Um, now there are several things I want to talk about. I was thinking that in a way this is not. This is not strict enough, right? I mean, if we're in, we're enforcing very strict border controls for, let's say, during COVID times or in general. Actually, you know, we need to get visa. We need to,、uh, we need to find our a place to stay when we're visiting another country. We have to specify the reason for going to the country. We have to report to customs and all that, and we need to have some record on our passport. Right, and now with the COVID, obviously we need more. We need to prove that we are healthy. Blah blah blah. Well, you know, I was thinking that why can't communication between individuals be more、um, bordered, or we to, to have more boundaries basically between individual. I'm not speaking of sort of. I'm not trying to sound like. A <laughs> Anyway, I don't know how to put this, but I was just thinking about this. Okay, let me let me try to reason this out a little bit, right? So, as I said, mostly no matter what app you're using, the idea is that you ask the other person, and once that happens, it's sort of like a、um, like indefinite communication that could happen between you guys. It doesn't matter what time and what you're saying. And you could just message the other person whenever you want until they block you, right? And plus, even when they block you, you can still message them. And but mostly, it's just that they cannot see what you're saying.、Um, but it, it's not the same as not being able to message them completely. But let's just put it like that, right? Let's just leave it like that. And I was thinking that if I were to re- to to、um, 
invent a new messaging app for another world. Sorry, not for another world, but for another time. Um, I, I think I would start differently. I think, I think, um, I think there needs to be checkpoints throughout. Um, the time that you are on their list, right? So, so in the beginning, yes, the first um, asking it the first time that sort of works like asking for a visa, let's say. But you know, visas have deadlines, right? They they are you can use it for a month or so, or I don't know. Um, but then you have to renew 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 your visa, and so I think the same should go um, to messaging app so like in the beginning you ask for permission and i think after you know from time to time i think you got to renew your visa with another person and um if you want you could you have basically there are some conditions where you you can live there indefinitely where you don't have to re renew your visa anymore but i think the default should be where a renewal is required and um and blocking is another thing where we could i think it should be that you cannot even message the person even if they cannot see you i think it should just be you're just prohibited from from throwing any message to the other person if they blocked you um now this sounds very vague and it sounds sort of like why would you do that um well i'm just thinking that a lot of i think a lot of um social relations i think um at least for me personally i mean somehow i'm living alone right so i mean um we have to work from a different kind of default um i think a lot of times our relationships are just established like that and then you know for example maybe we are colleagues right and then um it just becomes sort of assumed that right we are going to be colleagues and we met because we we're colleagues and maybe after we are we both leave the company maybe after that we will really call each other friends or something but um in general you know the our visa <laughs> is granted because we knew each other as colleagues, for example, right? And I think I think we have people have to be. I think it's a good idea. You know, I don't I don't want to use any strong language, but I think it's a good idea that uh, individuals can work a little bit more like countries, or maybe I think at least to some extent. I think, um, of course, I don't know how the details of the app is going to... I don't know how the app is actually going to operate in detail. It's just a thought, right? I just think that there has to be some mechanism where people could need to update and prove their sort of the valid, validity of or the reason for having you on my contact list, right? Um, and um, the reason for this is that our, our relationships always are always evolving every second. And I think... There is something bizarre about seeing all the people on the same list and um, and seeing their tiny icons um, and then 
yeah, of course, I know there are some in, in some apps. I think in most messaging apps, you could sort of designate uh, a few people as your favorite or your best friends or whatever it's called. Um, but more or less on on the messaging app or on your contact list or in your in your cell phone whatever it is it's still the same right it's like the same font the same icon the same list um and to me i i just have this thing i just feel like it's a little bit unfair to my closest friends that they are granted the same <laughs> size on my cell phone or on my computer as the people who I don't really know well or even just like an advertising kind of contact. I, I mean, I just feel like there has to be a better way to represent the um, people on the list so that there is actually a closer sense, I guess, closer sense to real life where, you know, if you're my best friend, then you would appear as the biggest one or something on my list i don't know how it's gonna work it's it sounds ridiculous that yeah you would have different icons and stuff um different sizes of icon or like different i don't know okay it's just i'm just throwing it out there um the 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 actual working how it actually works it doesn't really matter that much the point is um i think about this because now that well, now a lot of us are really just um, existing online to other people, right? No matter if they're my, uh, your family or your boss or your colleagues. I mean, because, because we don't really meet that much in real life, I think our virtual existence has become more prominent. And so the icon, the size of the icon or the text of your name of the icon in the app actually becomes more of a, like it becomes more imprinted in your mind than your actual face or something. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying that, I'm just saying that, um, yeah, I think indiv like uh, individual, communication could work a little bit closer to real life communication where yeah if i like to talk to you more or if i have if i'm closer to you then there should be some sort of special access to you um in terms in terms of a visa right just like between countries right there are some countries where uh, whose passport allowed <laughs> allows them to not have any visa, etc., um, etc. Et and I think individuals can can have the same thing. Um, and one thing I do care about the most is the idea that once you're on the list, once you've applied successfully for the very first visa, if it's as if you have the right to communicate with a person anytime you want. And I just so far, I don't know any app that sort of uh, could fence off the people after a certain time or um, do something like that. Like, for example, right, um, because a lot of people use apps for their um, for their company and they communicate with their colleagues and boss uh, using apps. But I, I think it would be a good idea if there is an app that where you can set that set 
shuts off after let's say 5 p.m. after work or something, right? And and uh, so that during that time, your boss cannot message you, and then they would know that they are uh, that you it's already past the time of messaging, right? I think that would be a nice little thing you can add to to the app to make everyone a little bit happier. I think, um, except for your boss, but. <laughs> I mean, it's such a simple thing, right? Um, because in real life, we do have a better sense of boundary. I think I remember when I was in elementary school or in middle school, I used to talk on the phone, like the real phone, um, <laughs> with my friends all the time. But then we sort of have this implicit understanding that after 9 p.m., it's not a good idea to phone each other. And so if two people actually do get on the phone after nine, it means that they're really, really close. And so it's like you have this badge of this badge of, of honor or something like that if your friend picks up your phone after nine o'clock, something like that, right? So there, I think when it comes to quote unquote real life, people have a better respect of people's boundary, physical boundary, right? Um, but somehow when it comes to messaging apps, um, some people kind of feel like I can just use it as a messaging, sort of like a message board, and I can just leave my memo uh, there, not realizing that actually the other person can see the very little thing, like the one or two lines that appear on the app. And so that could be very disturbing, particularly after particularly if it's your boss and it's after work hours. I mean, that's a personal, big personal thing that happens uh, to me anyway. But I just think, I just think that, right, if, I don't know why, but just somehow the change from tele physical telephones to to your cell phone, to your app in the cell phone, somehow the sense of boundary just gets erased very quickly, right? And people have no sense, people would just lose any sense of boundary, right? And I think, I don't know if it's the, the device that's making a change or the way that you're communicating that's making a change. Because yes, of course, if it's a telephone, then the assumption is that unless you're lovers or something, but most of the time when you actually call someone, the idea is that you have to be there and you have to respond immediately to whatever the other person is saying. Whereas with messaging apps, um, I suppose the assumption is that, yeah, I can leave one or two lines and you can just not read it until four hours later or something like that. So people treat it as a messaging board, but at the same time, a lot of these messaging apps also um, have the uh, phone function, right? So in in a sense, it's like a combination of both. And so I feel like some sort of boundaries uh, for messaging could be enforced and sort of chain people to not message people after a certain time, particularly if you are a sort of work, when you have a work relationship. Let me get a sip of water. <laughs> So yeah, so that's just an idea, right? Because I think um, I think it's reasonable for countries to impose some sort of uh, boundaries or health paths um, for going to their country because of the pandemic. I think it's reasonable in that way, although it will also mean that I'm not going to go abroad for a very long period of time because I don't want to sort of I don't want that stamp on my passport that says, yeah, you are vaccinated, blah, 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 and you're a, 
you are safe, things like that. I don't want to feel like a pig, basically. But the idea is just that if it's reasonable, if we accept that um, uh, when visiting another country, we do need to apply for visa, we do need to renew our visa when necessary, then why can't we accept the same thing for, let's say, messaging online, right? I think there has to be a stricter... Um, uh, boundary between people and not just messaging online I mean maybe just um, maybe using Twitter or other social media I think it's the same thing I think just because it's the internet it shouldn't be 24 hours in a way I don't know I just don't like how it's developed so far I, I wish there were stronger boundaries between people online in general um because I think we do all need some space to ourselves and at least that's why I've chosen to live alone. I think it's much better to live alone than to to live with another person where you have to offer you have to always consider their needs and to be careful not to uh, intrude on their privacy, things like that. So that's just my what I've been thinking about with regards to the messaging app. So I'm pretty sure it's pretty. It's very easy to set it up for an application um, company um, to set up sort of a time zone or like a time restriction for messaging, and um, I think it's not gonna be a big engineering project. I'm pretty sure. Um, I will be really happy if apps could start actually taking my idea. <laughs> Um, so that's about what I've been thinking about in the past week. Um, now as for, as for the blocking function, I, I think the blocking function has to be fixed a little bit as well, because to some people at least, and I suspect to a lot of women, but let's just not use the, not, let's just not speak in terms of gender, but um, I think to some people who are usually more cooperative, let's say, I think to them it's very difficult to mentally to block people, right? And well, to start with, I think it's it's a lot more difficult for them to recognize when someone is actually harassing them. And then once they recognize it, I think it's also a little bit more difficult for them to to block people than those who are typically more, like I don't know, stronger mentally or maybe or maybe not as co cooperative. I don't know the term. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, I don't I don't want to offend anyone. But the idea is just that blocking the the, the verb block. I feel like it's a really strong term, and so it does create some burden. Um, to some people mentally and and I think on the other hand I think um, it's also gonna make the other party who was blocked very very shocked and sad when they know that they're they've been blocked um, and and typically you know when you're trying to block someone it, you would have this this red all caps block kind of uh, symbol on the app and I think that itself signifies a lot I think it sort of says it's sort of saying that yeah it's a huge step basically to block someone else but I I think that shouldn't be the case I think it should just 
a lot of times it's just temporary thing. It just means that I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk to you、um, in this period. That's that's why I propose this time, sort of timed.、Um, Speaking period or timed windows where people can message each other, and after this time, there's no messaging unless you allow people to speak. But but yeah, I think、um, sometimes people use block only for temporary time, and yet it feels very scary, and it feels like you are doing a lot of harm to to yourself and to the other person, to the person you blocked.、Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. I think、um, the 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 idea is that we should just really、um, respect each other's boundary and to realize that yeah, just because you're on my list, right? Just because I granted you visa in the very first place doesn't mean that I have the duty to read whatever message you want to leave at your convenience, right? I mean, I think, I think.、Um, If countries, if you're required to re- renew your country,、uh, sorry, your your pass,、uh, your visa for a country, then I think it's the same thing with the app. And so I find it very strange that blocking becomes such a big deal. And in a way, we don't know what to do with the blocking, right? It's like it's as if, yeah, if I block the person and then now I want to talk to them again, I feel a little bit funny unblocking. And it's just, it's just like, why did I make it such a big deal to to block the person in the beginning? Why not just not talk to them and all that? And so, like, there's a whole mental thing going on that I think it's totally unnecessary. I think if we could just realize that, you know what? Sometimes we don't need to communicate 24 hours straight. Then, um, we don't need a special device called block blocking to help us with that, right? But it just so happens that at least for most of the,、um, for most of the messaging app I, I, that I I know about, the block the block action seems like a really huge deal, and I'm just proposing that it shouldn't have been right.、Um, there it, it's okay to have some distancing for a. Certain period of time, right? And this should just just be a natural thing. I think it, at least you should change. We should change the name of block. I think we should find another verb that represents, um, maybe breaking, right? Taking a break or yeah. If I were the inventor of an app, maybe I will call this function take a break, right? I would say, you know, for each person. Let's say once I add them to my list, I can edit, right? I can say that, fine. So,、um, talking window from nine a.m. to to twelve p.m. and then from twelve p.m. to to one p.m. for example, I we will take a break and then from from one、uh, to five we are back to work or something like that, and. For example, right, and we can have certain templates for the kinds of people we're dealing with. For example, if this person is a colleague, then the template I just mentioned would work, right? Or if they are my boss or something, I could use that template. And plus, I think, um, I think it would be cool if we could just, if we. 
in a sense, I think it would be good if we had less autonomy. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if we we could have less autonomy for this thing, right? We could, it, like, once I designate this person um, as a boss, or once I decided to use this template, um, then they strictly cannot message me after this time, right? And then if I want to message them after, like, beyond that uh, messaging window, I really have to change them to a completely different template and I have to think hard about whether I want to grant them that access. So I think I, I think it could, okay, it's not an autonomy, uh, autonomy thing, but it's really, what I mean is that um, somehow I think it has to be made more difficult to reconstruct the template because then what's the point of the template if you're gonna change it every every day or something like that right so i think it would be nice and i think taking a break is not as aggressive or soul crushing as blocking right um the language makes a huge difference you know what maybe i should start developing my own app it sounds like a great thing something that will become popular right um <laughs> um yeah, I think that's a good idea. And another thing I had in mind was, it's just like countries, right? Where I'm pretty sure there there's this traveling visa, there's this business visa, there's this work visa, etc., etc. And so, so all the visas are divided. So similarly, I think the apps, the messaging app, could be divided into different windows. Where, as I said, maybe it's a template thing or whatever. It's just that maybe they could have different completely different uh let's say background or design let's say you have one account that's all you but then you would have completely different windows for different kinds of people so if you are uh, if this person is a work person or a business person they would have this i don't know black and white kind of <laughs> background and very formal and everything so it's just the same as granting a work visa and then the templates are very strict and it's very difficult to fix. Uh, whereas if this person is a family or a friend kind of person, then they would have another kind of background and different kind of template. Um, and um, instead of taking a break, right? The, the, the action word for blocking, instead of taking a break, which is the which is the work situation, I think for family and friends, it could be um, speak to you later, right? So like, I think there could be different tones for different kinds of people in your life, just like in a country, we would grant different visas. So I think, I don't know, I like that idea because I really don't like the idea of having to find different applications for different kinds of people in my life because so far I've, I've made a, like a huge effort to trans transfer my friends out of a particular app just so that I can leave a an app for business only. I think we should have a better app that actually sort of works like a two or three apps in the in one app and you can centralize your information. And also, I think, as I said, the less autonomy thing, I'm referring to the maybe the work template where, you know, once you set the template uh, after that time, not only can your 
boss not message you, you can't access your own template either. So that for people who are a workaholic or something, they um, could be chained to not uh, <laughs> check their work account after a certain time. Like it's strictly prohibited to do that. I think if that happens, if that's enforced, I think the whole society would be healthier in terms of working hours and all that. And um, but. Not just for work hours. I think sometimes family and friends could overstep sort of the, your boundary as well, and particularly since they assume that you should grant them twenty-four hour access, which is not which I don't agree with. I think, I think in a sense, your family and friends have a stronger influence over you, and there is like you don't really have a contract to start with, and so it's really difficult to enforce any boundary to start with. And so, the same thing, I think we would need a special kind of template for close family members and friends, some something like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really easy step to do, a really easy thing to do is to just re to just uh, rebrand or relabel blocking and several other actions maybe. So. We feel a lot easier with establishing our own、um, boundary when we're dealing with、uh, messaging app.、Um, what else did I want to say? I think that's just an idea. Obviously, I'm not a I'm not an engineer. I don't know I don't know how to design this kind of thing. But I think if it I think it would be a great project if I knew how to design this kind of thing. Yeah, contact me if you want me to work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but but I really hope I think it's gonna change people's lives so much,、um, because I know personally that a lot of misery of my friends are from the abuse of these messaging apps, and so yeah, if in real life we're enforcing stricter boundaries, we're making people feel inconvenient to bother, quote unquote. Uh, stores or restaurants and things like that. Why should we grant free access to our own personal communication、um, just because we've granted them access once in the very beginning, right?、Um, yeah. So I think that's something we could think about a little bit.、Um, does that fit into the theme of living alone together? I don't know. I think so because this is something that a lot of us are dealing with right now. I think everyone has one or two accounts for, for messaging, right? So I think that's kind of fair to say.、Um, by the way, I don't have any social media account, haha. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how it would work for a social media account, but I, I suspect you could have different kinds of things going on there. I think the key thing I want to do is to basically have a timed kind of thing because I know that maybe with Facebook or some other. Um, accounts you do need to request sort of some sort of friendship, but still I feel like time has to be an issue because people change, your relationships change. So I think there has to be some sort of、um, review after some time. I don't know how it would work,、uh, but anyway, at least the messaging app I have a. Very clear idea of how that could work.、Um, I just don't know how to make a program. Actually, <laughs> how to write a program.、Um, what else do I want to say? I feel like it's not a very long episode so far. It's only being, I don't know, forty minutes, forty-five minutes. So, 
Yeah, I worry what's gonna happen every week. Maybe I have nothing to say, but this is great that um, occasionally we could maybe we can I can share a book I read or what's on my list of of purchasing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do want to share. I got a new coffee maker, so it's one of those that have um that has a uh what what was it called a grinder inside. So it's sort of. It makes me so happy. So now I only have to put beans and water inside, and it, it's gonna make everything for me. And it makes very good coffee, much better than my personal pour-over kind of thing. So <laughs> really happy with the purchase. Maybe I'll share next week. Um, I think that's it. Is there anything else I can say? Um, I don't know. I hope next week. I'm I'm sort of okay. I I do want to say I'm a bit ambivalent about the the podcast、uh, being actually、uh, discovered by people. So for one, I'm pretty I'm so I was super excited to see sort of the the maps、uh, being colored by certain countries. So it's kind of amazing. I don't know why people would listen to my podcast, but on the other hand, I'm kind of nervous if people find out who I am. So, um. <laughs> If you think you know me in person, please don't let me know, and please don't tell me that in real life.、Um, but if not, if you don't know me, just enjoy the podcast. I'm really glad to to talk to you guys. So let's see. Maybe I can open up、uh, an email account for for people for listeners who want to communicate with me. If that's ever gonna happen, I hope it does.、Um, Yeah, and with regards to emails, I was thinking about the boundary thing with emails as well. But I need to think about it a little bit more. In any case, I think that's enough for this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful week.、Um, my mouse isn't moving. Okay, see you next week then. Thank you. Bye bye.